Okay, welcome back to another episode of Emo Homies. This is Amber. And I'm Emily. And we have a really exciting episode for you guys today. Yeah, today we're going to be digging into more of like the lifestyle that goes along with emo music. And, you know, it's a new year, so also talking about the exciting things that are going to be coming out this new year regarding music and tours and just things that we're excited about. Yes. Well, it's fresh on my mind. I think we should start with that. Like, new year, fresh start. I feel like there's a few albums that got announced, like, New Year's Day, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I just remember seeing, like, the Somerset announcing that they're dropping an yeah. album this year. Yes, that one I saw on New Year's Day, too, or New Year's Eve or something. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, that is exciting. I wrote, that's one of the ones I have written down. State Champs also, like, announced that they're coming out with new music this year, What? Too. Yeah, I swear. I think I saw it on, like, their Instagram or something. I don't know if they, like, announced the full album, but they said that they're definitely, like, coming out with new music this year. I believe you. I just didn't see that. So, like, I'm so excited. <laughs> There's a lot, honestly. I was kind of looking on Twitter, too, because I, I'm i kind of out of the loop, you know? Like, I'm not as in the scene as, like, I was as a teenager. Like, I'm not tracking every artist that i love and every time that they're coming out with a new album just because i don't have like the time as i used to have i was like you know what i'm gonna do some research for this episode so i was scrolling twitter somerset i saw state champs we came as romans i they tweeted that they're also working on new music for this year oh my gosh i'm so out of the loop i'm so excited for that I know. And then the main when we saw them in november they also said that they were going to be in the studio too Yep. So I think this is going to be a really good year. Also, Knox announced that he's going to be doing his debut album this that year. That is so exciting for him. I know. And I can't remember if we talked about it in the last episode or not, but just a moment to appreciate. This is his first headliner album tour, and he sold out every single venue already, and he hasn't even started touring yet. That's crazy. I know. He's going to blow up so big and so fast. Yeah. So it's so exciting. You know what, though? I was thinking, actually, this is where my train of thought went. I feel like it's not the worst thing in the world that we're not quite as up in the know of music as we used to be with announcements of tours and albums being dropped and stuff because it's not so painstaking waiting for the countdown days until it gets dropped off it's more of like a oh surprise they dropped out new music that's true because waiting for it is the worst part i feel like i remember when i saw pierce the veil oh when did i see them before they did misadventure so i think it was probably the, their world tour honestly and then they were like we're working on new music and then i was like heck yeah, like this is going to be great. And then it took them like three years to, it was totally worth the wait for Misadventures, but it took so long. And then when they finally dropped it, I was like, oh my God. And then I remember buying it at Hot Topic and then going home and listening to it and being like, this was totally worth the wait. But yeah, it sucked waiting all that time. I remember like setting countdowns in my phone for waiting for new music from certain bands for some reason you me at six sticks out in my mind waiting for their album cavalier youth when i was in college i remember waiting up till midnight even because i was so like excited about it and i don't do stuff like that anymore <laughs> and that's kind of like a bummer but it's just the reality i guess of growing up sometimes yeah but but like you said, it, it's like a nice surprise. And then we get to listen to it and be like, wow, this is really good. Sometimes we're really, sometimes we're kind of late, but it's fine. 
better late than never. That's true. But a lot of new music is coming out. I'm really excited for the summer set and state champs for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm just so like ready for a year of getting back into the scene more because I don't know. I I guess it's kind of been a trend that I've been seeing on my social media lately of everybody saying like it was never a phase, but I remember that phase of my life where I switched up from being a high schooler emo kid to like trying to be normal. But now that I'm later in my adult years, I'm back to being emo again. That's kind of where I'm at. I finally like refound myself in the emo community this last few months. And I don't know, like even just how I dress is more, I guess, less mainstream, not so trendy. Now I just really don't care. I'm going to wear a band shirt whenever the heck I feel like it. And I don't care where I'm going. Same. But I've always, I never went through that phase of trying to be normal. I was always an emo kid. When I posted on Facebook, at first I was, I just did it for like people who knew me in high school. But then I was like, you know what? No, I want to like know. Cause like I feel like my prime was in college when I had my pink hair, all of my piercings. I wore whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to. And everyone was like, you were your most authentic self. We love seeing it. And there, everyone was like, you were so cool. And I was like, okay. I never went through that, like trying to be normal. It was so weird. Yeah. For all those listeners out there, Amber was known for years as the girl with the crazy hair colors. She used to switch it up. I remember hot pink for a long time. Did you, were you purple? I was purple. So when I, so I, the story is, I couldn't dye my hair fun colors in high school. I mean, I did it red. That was like the most I could get away with. And then the day after I graduated high school, I bleached my hair and dyed it purple and blue. And then from that time, for years, it was always purple or blue. I didn't really do cool colors. I But like pink, once I dyed my hair pink, I was like, this is my color. <laughs> and... I don't know. And people would be like, why did you dye your hair that color? And then I'd be like, if pink was a natural color, that's what my that's the color of like my soul. But also you pulled it off. So it was the best hair color. Like everyone misses the pink. Yeah. No, I wish I could do something like that, but I could not pull it off. I could not pull it off. But I have thought on and off over the years about going like really dark, not like black, but close because that would be like, I don't know, fun, different. OK, I'm done with my girl hair rant. <laughs> It's crazy how things just, how we can like look back and be like so fond of things. And then now we're adults. <laughs> I guess now is like my normal life. But as emos, I can be every day. Yeah. I didn't really have my emo phase in high school. So I never had that angsty teenage lifestyle. I mean, I listened to the music, but I was kind of a nerd in school. Most of the time, nobody knew what kind of music I listened to. Except once in a while, like in study hall, when we were allowed to listen to music with our headphones if I had my music too loud. I remember one time I was in like my math class study hall and the kid next to me looked at me. He goes, are you listening to Falling in Reverse? And I was like, yeah. And then apparently like his, it blew his mind. He was like, I didn't know you were so cool. And I was like, just because nobody talks to me. <laughs> I was just that mousy little kid that nobody talked to other than about school stuff. And then mind's blown when they're like, oh, you listen to cool music. That's wild to me in high school. Okay, well, it's wild to me. In high school, I was like very emo. Like my emo phase, 
I was talking to like my childhood best friends about this because I like sent them my Facebook post. I was, what do you guys think? And my one friend, she was like, it was such a dramatic switch. One day I was just emo, you know? And then she's like, I knew you were going to be one day, but I just didn't expect it to be that day. And it was in like seventh or eighth grade. So when I started high school, I wore normal stuff. I was very like, this is not what I want to do. I want to be emo. And to this day, if I like talk to someone from high school, people will be like, yeah, everybody knew who you were. And then I'm like, what? Hmm, what? And then I don't know, probably just because I had like red hair and I always really pushed the margins on the dress code. See, I didn't have a dress code in school, but nobody dressed band t-shirts and skinny jeans. Nobody did that kind of stuff. No converse. But I grew up in a school with, I think there were 200 kids in my whole high school. If you didn't wear the same clothes as everybody else, you stuck out like a sore thumb. And I didn't have the emotional emotional capacity to like handle sticking out. That's fair. Yeah, that's super fair. But then college really helped me spread my wings and fly. <laughs> like college is supposed to. Yeah. I think that's a good, kind of already like touched on it, I guess, like now versus then of being an emo. At least with styles, I think, for us, at least. For me, when I was in high school and, like, back then of my early days of emo, like, the music I was most into, Never Shout Never was my first band that I really, well, I won't say the first band that got me into the emo because they shall not be named, but Never Shout Never was my first good band that I really got into. And then, of course, if you know me, if you knew me back then, Black Veil Brides, I was obsessed. <laughs> and then Sleeping with Sirens, of course, Falling in Reverse, Pierce the Veil, all of the OGs. And then now, I still love them. I mean, I don't know. Black Veil Brides, I just have such a weird relationship. I don't know why. I like still listen to them every once in a while, but not as much. Not as much, which is probably crazy to a lot of people because I was really obsessed. I It was, it was a problem. That's how I was with Panic at the Disco, though. In high school, I loved them. I think that was when they had their album. I think it was called Vices and Virtues. Oh, my God. That's my like favorite Panic album. Yeah. So that's when they were like prime and I was obsessed. Now I barely listen to them other than when I'm feeling nostalgic. But I don't know. I just remember with the style... We were talking about this the other day because you brought up silly bands, I remember. Oh my God, yes. Oh, and like the brace, the rubber bracelets with all the band names on them. Yes, I I think it was, it was during COVID. I found my band bracelet collection and I think I had 40 or 50 of them and I organized them all. I still have them. They're all just in a box, but I don't wear them because where am I going to wear them? Plus now I have tattoos, so now I like don't want to cover my tattoos. I never actually never owned a bracelet one of those bracelets except for the free ones they gave us at like warped tour or that were in like vip meet and greet packages because um i totally forgot this till just now but when i was younger i went and saw the ready set and i did the vip whole experience and i think they gave me a rubber bracelet with that no but my staple emo attire i had one of those studded belts (laughs) that i think it was like multicolor. Yeah. With like a million different studs on it. I had those too. It was so stylish back then. They're coming back. They're at Hot Topic. What? Yes. 
Okay, I need to go on a rant about Hot Topic real quick because I was there the other day. I am so mad at myself. A few months ago, I saw a Neck Deep shirt and I should have bought it then, but I didn't because I was like, I don't need it. I don't need to spend money. And ever since then, I've been like dreaming about that shirt and I haven't had it since. And they don't sell t-shirts like band t-shirts like they used to. No hate on Hot Topic. I still love it. But half of it is anime and more mainstream stuff. And then like the other half is like classic rock from like the 80s and 70s mainstream artists now like olivia rodrigo or bts or those kinds of artists and then there's this tiny little section that has like three or four different blink 182 and pierce the veil shirts and maybe one other band bad omens has been that one recently and i don't listen to bad omens yet i will someday but i haven't gotten there yet so i just feel like where can i buy my clothes now hot topic is way more i feel I feel like when there's an R Prime, it was very much so emo, you know, like all those band t-shirts, the really edgy looking jewelry and dresses and like all Mm -hmm. that. But now it was always a pop culture store, but I feel now it's way more pop culture, which is fine. It has to move with the times. And I think it's always geared towards the younger people, you know, so it just has to move with the times of what the younger people are into and that's what they're into and but yeah where the heck are we supposed to buy our clothes now honestly i'm starting to think that we just have to buy them at concerts because that's the only time we're gonna like get them otherwise amazon maybe i thought of but then it's not as exciting no so yeah concerts i even looked in spencer's the other day just out of curiosity they didn't have anything either i think they had one blink 182 shirt that was it concerts or just buying from them directly yeah online which kind of sucks i remember the days of going to the mall spending like three hours on hot topic deciding how i'm gonna spend my 30 dollars me too was such a bummer yeah if anybody has any suggestions of where we can buy cool band t-shirts or sweatshirts or something please tell us i need new clothes i mean i don't need them but it's always fun getting new band t-shirts it's wild just how much the styles have changed, I guess, because for me, it was band bracelets and band shirts and skinny jeans. And I don't know if you ever had this phase, but I had a phase in my early emo days. Hot Topic would sell these hair extensions. And that's really how I got my start with my hair journey of different colors. So Hot Topic would sell these clip-in hair extensions and then they would just have like little clips on the end and then you would clip them into your hair and cover your hair. So then you would have streaks of pink and like whatever color the hair extensions were. Hmm. And I had so many of those. And sometimes I wish I still had them because I could just, then I could have pink hair again, at least for a streak of it or two. Oh, that would be fun. But I gave them to my sisters, and who knows where they are now. They're probably in the <laughs> trash. But yeah, Hot Topic. Yeah, the hair extensions, and then beanies. And for me, it was like snapbacks, too, sometimes. It really depended on what the snapback was. But now, there's like no... I don't see rubber bracelets like anymore. And it's all this e-girl and e-boy. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different, different world than when I was young and i feel so old saying that i don't know i guess i never really dressed the part of an emo kid too much other than i just wore skinny jeans and a band t-shirt every day in college and i had the fringy bangs and the heavy eyeliner yeah i don't know basics yeah i guess that is the basics i just remember my parents would always like tease me 
that I listened to screamo music. That was the phrase that was like thrown around so much in my house. Everybody in my family. Oh, are you going to another screamo concert? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that my family. I think they all just knew. I think everyone just knew I was going to be an emo kid just because of how I acted and how I was. And now they can't imagine me any other way because that'd be weird. <laughs> but it's cute. They all came around. It's crazy how things change and how things gradually change, I guess. Like, it's just wild because it, it's been gradually changing, but we don't really notice it until we're really looking for it, you know? Yeah. When it came to finding music when I was younger... I used to sit on YouTube for hours and hours, and I don't know how I found the time to do it. When I was young, I would sit in my room on my laptop, and then I'd watch a music video, and then I would look at the screen on the side, and it would say, we recommend this video. And then three hours later, I would have found so much new music. Versus like now, if I want to like find new music, I literally just have to play a song that I recognize on Spotify and then pray that Spotify recommends new songs to me as I'm driving or you something. Do the Okay, on my Spotify, I'm crazy and I just will, I don't make playlists or anything because I, I mix only sometimes, but I just listen to my like songs and then I'll just skip, 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 skip until I see a song that I want on here. I do the but same thing. But sometimes they have that smart shuffle now. So then they'll play songs that are recommended based on your like songs. Have you done that? I've done that like once or twice, but it always does it to me when I'm in the mood to just hear songs I know because I have to be in a certain mood to want to explore new music. Yeah. And I have to be able to focus extra hard because I have trouble focusing on anything. So I need to like sit and pay attention when I'm listening to new music and like process if I enjoy it or if I'm just like meant towards it. Same. But I mean, it's definitely like a good tool. It's not the same as our YouTube era. The YouTube era was wild, honestly. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. The amount of like YouTube influencers. I guess they they were just YouTubers back then, but yep. influencers yeah. that we watched was just crazy. I was so into Damon Fizzy. I had to watch every single episode that he like released. For me, it was Johnny Gilbert, Jordan Sweeto, Hey There, I'm Shannon, Alex Durami. Yeah, I liked Hey There, I'm Shannon too. Those are probably like two of my favorites. Sometimes I still will watch a Hey There, I'm Shannon video because she still posts sometimes. And sometimes I'll just like watch it. Like one time she did like a throwback and she's like, I'm going to do my hair and makeup like an emo. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this one. Aww, and it I was so that. cute. I love that. It used to be like YouTubers used to be so in the culture too. Like they would tour on Warp Tour and do meet and greets even. That was that was the era. That was the era. I remember the first year, I think it was the, I think it was the first year the YouTubers went on Warp Tour. It was Jordan Sweeto, Johnny Gilbert, He Who Shall Not Be Named. Oh my gosh, you have to say it though, so people Brian know what you're Stars. talking about. Brian Stars, yeah. But we shall not name him ever again. <laughs> okay, like it or not, he, he was a big influence. He was a big influence in our evolution into the emo. He did era. have a big impact on the scene, even though he is not the greatest person yeah he made questionable choices for sure and we're not gonna get into all of that but he was like one of our gateways into getting to know bands yeah, on more of a personal true. level than just their music kind of like he would post band videos of up-and-coming bands and that is how i found a lot of bands that i liked so i can't blame him for that and he also like made them more more of people 
versus just like oh this is an artist that i listen to it's like oh no they're real people yeah watch them be silly on this youtube video yeah i did find a lot of new music through him too but he just did not give the good vibes <laughs> no he not not at all but yeah I don't know youtube youtube was so great you know what else was great when you could get an alternative press magazine subscription which i can't get now anymore at least i can't do it online i used to have the biggest stack of alternative press magazines in my room because i have trouble focusing i would get all these magazines but i wouldn't have the time or patience to sit down and read through a whole one and get everything out of it that i wanted to get out of it so it would just build up and build up and next thing you know i have a mountain of magazines in my room I should not have donated them. I did. Curse me. This was the time in my life where I'm like, I'm not an emo anymore. I don't need all this stuff. I got rid of a bunch of band shirts, got rid of all my alternative press magazines, took down all my posters. And now I'm sitting here like, why did I do that? I was so stupid. I still have a few magazines. I gave the rest to my sister who I hope still has them. Who knows? I was I gave them to her because I was like, I don't read these. They're, they were all super old, you know? And then I... Gave them to her for her birthday because she's an e-girl. So I was like, here, learn the culture. But all I want is a freaking alternative press magazine subscription. And I went online and I don't, I, I don't think I can get one. And it makes me sad. I just remember every month being like so excited to buy. I would scrounge up like the little bit of money I had to buy. Like, especially if it was someone on the cover that I really enjoyed. Those were the days. Yeah, I never got a Kerrang! magazine, but that was the other one I followed on social media a lot. Oh, yeah, Kerrang! and Rock Sound. Those were, I followed Rock Sound, too. I've never heard of that one. Really? Is that just a magazine? I think so. Hmm. Maybe. I never heard of that. <gasps> Do you remember the Alternative Press Music Awards? I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> I That was like a fever dream. I forgot all about that till just now. Those, I remember watching those and being like, oh my God, that, that was the best. I wanted to go so bad to Ohio and go there. I would plan like my whole weekend around watching it. I was obsessed. I would give hours notice to my family like, it must be silence in the house between 7 and 10 p.m. because... <laughs> It's on TV, but, and I would just totally obsess and geek out over it because it's like, oh my gosh, all our artists are on our TV now. Dude, why did they stop that? Honestly. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really remember. <gasps> Do you remember the show Warped Roadies? Dude, I never watched it, but I really should. I oh. I do remember it, but I never got to watch it. You were missing out. But it was on like some weird channel that you had to have like a bunch of channels. That's why I didn't watch it because I don't satellite. think I had the channel. Yeah, but it was good. It was like, I don't know, like behind the scenes of Warp Tour. And it was so cool because it would also hype us up because I, it would be going on while you're waiting for your Warp Tour date. So I would just every time, every week I'd watch it, I'd get excited. I don't know. Warp Tour would just be the highlight of summer and Warp Tour Roadies, the show would just hype me up for it. And then when they started doing the Alternative Press Music Awards, summer was like the best time of year because of the music. Yes. Have you ever noticed that like, maybe it's not every year this time of year, but definitely this year, it feels like there's such a, a lull in music. Especially for Milwaukee. Like there, I was looking up in research for this episode. I was like scrolling through Twitter. There's a lot of good artists touring. But they're not coming here to Wisconsin, which is a bummer. They're going to like Chicago and like other places like Taylor Acorn, Knox, 
Meet Me at the Altar, Charlotte Sands. They're all neck deep. They're all on tour right now, but nobody's coming here. And I'm like, that sucks. (laughs) So I've been listening to this other podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome, which I would recommend also to everybody. Uh, It's the singer from Silverstein's podcast, and he interviews a different lead singer from a different band every week. And they've been talking a lot about A-list and B-list and C-list venues. And so like when you go on tour, there's tours when they do only A-list venues, only B-lists. And I feel like it's all A-list venues because they're all like the really, really big mainstream cities where you hit the biggest bulk of people. And I feel like Milwaukee's not the highest priority for tours because it's just not a huge, huge city. Yeah, no, that's, but, that's probably right. We're probably like B or C. Yeah, but you know what? That's okay because who doesn't love an underdog? Exactly. Everybody loves the rave. I wonder if like after the holidays is just the season where artists take a little break and record and write. Probably. Because like half of, maybe not half of the United States, but a good chunk of it is like crappy weather mm-hmm. and higher stakes probably for touring because of the weather. But yeah, I think touring in the winter would definitely suck. So that makes sense why a lot of tours get announced. I feel like after the new year in like the winter for like the spring and summer, you know? Yeah, because even if you look at like the Raves website or other venues around here, they don't really have anything on their calendars yet. Yeah. So it's not like they just have shows that we're not interested in. They just don't really have anything booked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out into the universe. I'm really, really hoping that Swaco comes yes, to Wisconsin. Yes, come back, Swaco. We missed you. Yeah. Uh, we've never seen him. We would love to see him. Or at least I would, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I want to see him bad. When he went to Madison, I wanted to cry because I could go. I know. And we should have just taken the leap and gone, but we didn't. Swaco, come to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. He just... Somebody that I honestly didn't think he was going to be in our music scene when he first came out because I think his first song was more of like, not rap, but more adjacent to rap and hip hop than to like our styles of music. But now look at him. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. I want him to come back. I want Jaden to come. I want beauty school dropouts to come. Oh, yeah. At this point, we're just like hitting up our wish list and just spreading it out there. I'm going to take all of them and be like, come to Milwaukee. <laughs> and if they could all money. come together, that would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> Beauty School Dropout is just on a tour, though, so I doubt they'll be here anytime soon. But hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So I heard this on the radio. The last time. So Blink-182 is coming back and we can't go, which is really sad as of right now. But... The last time they were here was in 2016. That's wild. Was that for Summerfest? Summerfest. When I played with All Time Low. Yeah. Oh, I was there, yeah. but I didn't get to see Blink-182. Oh. I saw All Time Low and then I left like an idiot. You know, I'm just so bummed that Ticketmaster just screwed us over by the high cost of Blink-182 tickets. Nosebleeds are what, like $200? Something crazy Those now, yeah, because they, like, sold all the cheap ones. They sold them all, and now it's all verified resellers. and I just hate Ticketmaster. I miss small venue sales. Yes. 
But now everything is starting to go to it and just there's so much more politics in music and concert like venues than I thought originally. But now as I'm like diving deeper into it, it's all politics. I hate it. Same. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that like now we're just sitting here like I just hope that someone good comes and tours Milwaukee versus like when we were younger, we're like, I can't wait to go to Warp Tour and then I'll get to meet Andy Beersack and I'm going to stand in line all day and have him sign my shoes and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just happy if I get to see a concert from the back of the venue. <laughs> I'm just happy that we can see the, it from the back and that there are so many local shows that we can go to now, too. Yeah. I used to have such high expectations for shows. I have to be in the front row and I have to meet at least one famous person and I need a picture with them and I need to buy the coolest shirt and this and that. And now I'm just like, "Eh, yeah, we can go to a show tonight. I'll show up whenever. I don't care if I get a great view or not. I just want to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy. I used to be so like meticulously planning things and now I'm just like, go with the flow. Whatever. Just here for the music. I want to go crowd surfing again. You want to what? I want to go crowd surfing. Oh. I want to relive my youth. (laughs) Me too. But I don't think I want to crowd surf. I just remember that was like the other prime of like my pink hair days going crowd surfing. I have have a really good picture of me going crowd surfing before I got dropped. Oh. My friend took it and I'm like, this is the best picture. But it's, it's so funny to me because it's like. I'm like in the picture. I'm like in the air, like on these people's hands. But I remember because she took the picture and then literally right after the picture, I got dropped to the ground. <laughs> and I was like, that really hurt. Oh, but it was fine. At least she timed it right and got the picture. And it wasn't blurry because I want that to really blurry from the first time I ever went crowd surfing. But like you can barely tell I'm a person. Oh, ooh, you know who else? I just thought of this now. Who else might be dropping new music for the local people that listen? Uh, I'm pretty sure Ali Eyes is working on new music. They're dropping like their B-sides like next week. Oh, that's what they've been teasing. I think I think that's what they called it. See, I'm in my own little bubble so much I can't even tell you exactly what yeah, news it is. Yeah, they're dropping like the B-sides, which is really exciting. And I think the Keystones are going to be working on some stuff too. Yes, I do remember them mentioning on their last show they were going to be working on new music. But yeah, the local scene is going to have a lot of new music. The big scene. It's going to be a good year. Yes. Yep. New year. New energy. I feel it. I don't know. It's like January 1st hit and I'm ready for like fresh start, fresh experiences. I don't know. I just feel clear headed, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I'm in the same boat ish (laughs) and i think it's gonna be a really good year for emo homies too because we're gonna try to do more episodes yes we're gonna we're gonna shoot for bi-weekly peeps yeah that's our new year's resolution so we're gonna try to get out more episodes we're gonna give you weekly recommendations try to post more and just do more and who knows what will happen yeah anything's possible it's gonna be good it's gonna be good. We're excited. Yep. So in conclusion, it was never a phase. We're still trucking along in emo world. Yeah, it was never a phase. Even my mom says so. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Until next time, I'm Emily. I'm Amber. 
And we're, we're your, your emo, emo homies. homies.